0: up folks and welcome to the geeked out collecting podcast where we talk about everything hobby collecting from trading card games like pokemon and magic the gathering to comic books and funko pops we talk about it all my name is jess and today is another episode in our season one season where we talk about everything pokemon and today it's a little bit different because normally what I do is I have a great and amazing guest on my podcast to chat with about Pokemon and everything else, everything else nerdy. But today it's gonna be a little bit different because it's just you and me and it's us and we're talking about everything that is going on today. So I hope you stay tuned. There's gonna be a lot of economics involved with this. There's gonna be a lot of investing involved with this. I'm not gonna get into too much speculation because there is so much uncertainty right now. But I can tell you the things that I know mostly for certain. So please stay tuned. This is gonna be fun jam-packed with information. So, to get started, where do we start, really? Because there's so much going on, right? We have, currently, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's been about a hundred years since our previous pandemic, which was the Spanish flu virus around 1916, 1917, 1918. Happened quite some time ago, so there aren't that many people living now that remember that time, but it was a very crazy time um, for that generation, I'm sure. The Spanish flu or the influenza virus uh, during that time uh, killed three to 4% of the world's population, which, in the grand scheme of things, is a hell of a lot of people. A lot of people were affected from that. That pandemic, uh, people who are smarter than me, that are historians, the, the influenza virus was one of the reasons why world war one ended Um, because thinking about the time frames uh, that was during the time of world war one and everyone was getting sick on on both sides of the war civilians military everyone was getting sick Uh, there were so many deaths for example in philadelphia alone that the hospitals the morgues the graveyards had so many bodies that if you lived in a household of, let's say, five people during that time and one of your family members passed, you had to continue to live in that household with that body in your house because there was nowhere you could take that body. It, it was a lot. There was a lot going on during that time. I, I hope it does not get to that point. I think there are a lot of things that we've learned since then that I think will help prevent that. But a lot of people died during that time. There's a lot of great resources out there that talk about the historical points of the Spanish flu. So, if that's something that you're interested in, I would absolutely go ahead and, and listen or read up or watch watch on it because I found it to be quite interesting. But anyway, so so we're experiencing something right now that not many of us have ever experienced in our lives, right? We have very high infection rates right now we're seeing, we're experiencing some deaths specifically due to the virus because the people who had contracted it were vulnerable populations. So older populations with compromised immune systems, untreated chronic diseases, and just in general, people who are not healthy enough to fight off this coronavirus. So there are, there are definitely a death specifically related to the disease itself but a lot of what we're seeing too is what is termed avoidable death so when the healthcare systems of a particular area are overwhelmed because let's say it's a hospital and they don't have enough beds to treat everyone in the hospital they experience a thing called an avoidable death because of the fact that they don't have a bed to treat everyone. Not everyone will have the access to the healthcare that they need that that if they did have that access could survive. But because of infection rates in many places like for example Italy that that has been a huge thing for Italy right now. Their healthcare system in certain areas has been completely overwhelmed. And so they aren't able to get to every patient, which has been very sad and and very unfortunate and I hope that across the world we're able to make changes so that we could so that we can give people the treatment that they need to avoid these things sometimes you have certain populations that are just too sick to to fight the disease and and so those deaths happen and those are unfortunate and sad so hopefully we can get a cure and get a vaccine soon but also, as well, the avoidable deaths, too, due to the overwhelm in the healthcare system. So, hopefully, the new precautions that we're taking can help prevent those things, though there are huge consequences to those precautions that we're having to take right now regarding the social distancing, which helps keep us keeps us from giving the disease to other people. Infecting other people and then thusly overwhelming the healthcare system. So so even though these measures are necessary to help save lives at the same time, they do come at a cost. Because right now what we're seeing is we're seeing a bear market come into town. We're seeing a recession, the beginnings of a recession occur right now. Many businesses here in the U.S. are being closed down. Uh, temporarily for this time but it's probable that many of these businesses won't open up when we're able to do so these non-essential businesses every industry is being affected many many people are being affected because they may be getting laid off they may be experiencing pay cuts companies may just be going under because they don't have the runway to handle less foot traffic or the drop in sales everyone now being very very conservative and pragmatic with where they put their money it it's affecting everyone everyone is being affected in one way or another and so things are very uncertain because we don't know how deep this will go and we don't know how long this will last it's definitely not going to recover in some time though our precautions and our measures that we're taking to help prevent infection rates increase for the coronavirus it's possible that we could turn around the coronavirus and and come up with a vaccine or 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 see less cases or or cases decrease over time with the coronavirus which is absolutely what we want but the recovery in the economy might not come and probably won't come as quickly do due to many factors because when you when you come into an economic downturn which these things are to be expected this is nothing new economy is like an ocean and the waves go up and down and so the one thing that we know for certain is that there will always be an economic downturn you will never not see an economic downturn for again in your life but the other also thing that we can be very much certain of is that after every downturn, there is an upturn. So things do recover and things do get better, but being able to weather these downturns will be dependent upon preparedness and access to resources. So, so hopefully there are many families out there that are prepared enough. to to handle this, but also hopefully the government will be able to provide assistance for the families that really, really need it because they are not able to prepare due to circumstances outside of, of their ability to control. So I really, really hope that each and every one of you are able to continue to keep a roof over you and your family's heads and food in your bellies I really, really hope that we are able to, in these next weeks, in these next months, make the decisions that we need to, to do what we can do in order to avoid as many negative consequences due to all of this as possible. And, 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 I cannot stress this enough. If this is your first recession that you've experienced, so for example, all of my other amazing uh, millennials out there, that this is the first time that they are truly depending on how old you are if this is the first time you've you've lived through a recession as an adult providing for other people even if it's just yourself this is obviously a strange time for you and it's going to be difficult for you i hope though that one lesson that you do learn out of this is that if there's one thing that you can be certain of is shit will go bad crazy and you will run into situations where you need extra cash to survive it. So I hope this teaches you that if you were not prepared for this, that the next time something like this happens, that you are prepared for it. So if there is something within your power to do, I hope that is one of the lessons that you take from this entire situation. So as a millennial myself, this is absolutely something new for me. Thankfully, I am privileged enough to have emergencies, emergency funds, so I am not feeling the stress as much as others, though I am trying to take additional precautions as well, just in case something does happen. I live or I work in the auto industry, so definitely an industry that's going to be very much impacted by all of this considering how big the ticket items are that my clients sell but I digress I hope everyone is being pragmatic and being logical and being very forward thinking in the sense that we do not know how long this will last so I hope I hope people are being very conservative with their money making sure that they are hoarding onto as much cash as they can and making good decisions so obviously this is going to affect our wonderful world of hobby collecting so let's talk about how it will affect it and let's talk about some things that you can take away from this when it comes to the economy and and where everything is now so There are a ton of reasons why I freaking love hobby collecting. One of them being is that I'm a straight up nerd and I love having my cool nerdy shit. I played Pokemon cards when I was a kid. I love the nostalgia of having Pokemon cards. I love collecting baseball cards because I've been collecting baseball cards since I was a little kid. I freaking love comic books because they're fun to read and there's just some really damn cool covers. It's amazing art. I I love, I love, love nerdy things and I love collecting them and I love having them and I love looking at them and I love showing them off and I love displaying them and I love being able to see them. I love that it's tangible. I love that I can touch it and change the covers and change the sleeves and change the bags and the boards and and do all those things. I, I love being able to do those things. So I love collecting my nerdy shit. That's the reason reason number one why I like hobby collecting. Reason number two why I like hobby collecting is the fact that some of these things if they are valuable and not necessarily bulk they can appreciate in value over time making them an investment asset, an actual asset class that you can think about when you are considering or planning for your retirement. So this is absolutely something that you can invest in for your golden years, right? Which I did not realize that to be the case until a few years ago when I was watching a few YouTube videos talking about investing in Magic the Gathering cards and. That's honestly one of the biggest reasons why I got into Magic the Gathering specifically. Because I never grew up playing Magic the Gathering. I never grew up collecting those cards. But I just was watching this random ass video. YouTube was like, here, I think you're gonna like this. And fuck yeah, I did. I for sure loved watching and reading and understanding and getting to know more about collecting things and how those things can become asset investment classes. So... Yes, valuable items can appreciate in value over time. And that is freaking amazing because compared to a stock, it is a tangible asset that you have. It's not like a car. A car is not an appreciating asset because by the time you drive it off the lot, you've lost 20% of its value. Not Pokemon cards though. If you have a shiny Charizard, you can best believe that over time it will appreciate in value it might lose value right now for the time being because we are in a buyer's market but you can if you hang on to that item you know that it's going to appreciate in value and it's a tangible thing like i said stocks are not tangible but these items are tangible and you can still experience them for the nostalgia of it for the fun of it for the passion of it it's what I love about it so much it, it, there there's so many. Even if you don't have specific valuable items, let's say you just have bulk of cards. Let's say you have thousands, hundreds of boxes of bulk Pokemon cards. It's still, hella fun to have. <laughs> hella fun to have. It's still really fun to keep things and organize things and be able to look for and find things. It's it's really really fun. No, I don't suggest having an entire collection of just bulk. But it's really amazing. I I, I love it. I love it. I I can't say enough about it. Because whether you have valuable things or not, if if you like it, if you enjoy it, that is absolutely a reason to have it. So with all of that to be said, hobby collecting and our personal collections are obviously not necessities. So you can expect, obviously, (laughs) that people aren't going to buy much of this stuff because they're not important. They're not required. You can't eat it you you barely even wipe your ass with this stuff right so they're not essential items and when you come into these times where there are economic downturns non-essential items are the first things to go because people start to be conservative where where they put their cash and where they spend their money it absolutely makes sense so now what we're seeing is we're seeing a buyer's market of these items which means that there is a low demand and a high supply so for the past few weeks just for myself looking on eBay and having alerts set up for for certain types of items especially within the Pokemon world I've been seeing a lot of items being offloaded onto the market with that huge supply and not that much selling now and I think the amount of items sold will decrease over time definitely over the next few days and and continue to stay down probably for the next few weeks in the next few months depending on how long this goes but for the most part we are right now in a buyer's market so um, if you are a seller if you are selling your cards for whatever reason whether you're just trying to turn a profit whether you're just trying to put food on the table because you need the extra cash uh, it's gonna be hard to get full market rate for the items that you're trying to sell just because you do not necessarily have the leverage here because of the supply and because of how much is out there in the market anyone can if you don't want to take a 20 percent cut off the market rate be, and that's what that buyer wants they can just go to someone else that will likely be willing to give them that cut in price so sellers don't have the leverage here it's going to be all about the buyer and the buyer right now is going to be very 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 conservative so with that said though obviously right now because we're seeing an economic downturn everything in general is going down in value right so we're seeing a 30 to 40 percent drop in the stock market so with that drop in the stock market obviously that's not something that we want but it is happening and it could get worse over time we don't actually know, but all we can do is kind of watch and see what happens and make sure that we save our money and don't spend it. But with that said, people that are smarter than me, people that pay much more attention to the to the markets than I do when it comes to Pokemon, when it comes to Magic the Gathering. What we're seeing right now for hobby collecting is that though the overall stock market is down 30 to 40%, prices or sold listings right now aren't down as much it seems to be around half of that so for every 20% of value that drops you know in the stock market there's only we're seeing only about half of that half of as much of that value dropping within the hobby world or at least specifically the source that I was uh, speaking with seeing about a uh, half uh, value decrease in the Magic the Gathering world. So that's something that is really, really good to hear. That we are still retaining more value than traditional investment assets. So that is a great reason to be collecting always because it retains a little bit more value. And I, I speculate the reason why that is, is because it's tangible. It's a tangible asset. Not necessarily that these principles apply to, for example, things like gold and silver. I don't know anything about those markets. All I know is that I am not interested in investing because it never seems like a good idea. Now, I'm sure there are those of you that do like to invest in those things and I'm not knocking on it. So you do what you do. It's just not for me. But all of that to say is just because those things are tangible doesn't need... It necessarily behaves in the same way that the hobby collecting world does. So we will see how everything continues to unfold. Hopefully it still stays the case, but who knows? Again, no one freaking knows. Other than don't spend your money on stupid shit because this is not the time to do that. So getting back to what one of the things that I wanted to talk about is this is not the time to sell your cards right I mean obviously you're gonna do what you're gonna do you're an adult you make your own choices this would not be the time that I would offload inventory if you can help it now of course not everyone is in the same situation so for example if you're deciding to sell your cards right now just because you sell them doesn't mean you're still selling them as a loss but the opportunity loss I think is where it'll get you now granted Again, if you're selling off parts of your collection to p- to keep food on the table and to keep the lights on, that's, it's tough, but you got to do what you got to do. So, uh, you know, if you have to do that, it's really unfortunate for you. And I hope you can get as close to full market value as you can, just because it's something that you're desperately needing. But if you can avoid it at all costs, I would definitely, I would definitely try to avoid it because what happens is... Obviously, when it comes to downturns, there is going to be an upturn in the market. And so if you sell now, you could be selling at a loss or you could experience opportunity loss because you sold low. I know that there are a number of collectors that bought during the 2007, 2008, 2009 era of Magic the Gathering and Pokemon and, and things like that and, and they were able to buy very, very, very low. and 10 years later, or you know five, ten years later, if they were if they had those items or had sold those items within the last few years, a lot of those items have gone up tremendously in price. Um, even take for example, Magic the Gathering. Booster sets. Uh, depending on the set that you have, sealed versions of that product tend to appreciate in value for about, about 10% every year. So, if you purchase something at $100, let's say hypothetically speaking, and you've had it for 10 years and it's sealed product, the after one year, you're looking at the value of that booster box being $110, right? So then 10% of $110, you are looking at, you know, $121 in value. And and over time, those things will just continue to increase and continue to increase. Before you know it, you're looking at 100% ROI. You're looking at double of the initial investment that you made. Those similar trends happen across all of the hobby collecting categories i guess you could say or hobby collecting types so things that are valuable will appreciate in value so if you can avoid it if you can uh, avoid it avoid it at all costs please do not sell whole s- please do not sell low buy low sell high this is not the time to sell if you can hang on to your items hang on to them if you're trying to make a quick buck and you can make a quick buck in your sale, do whatever you got to do. If you are if you got to sell because you got to keep food on the table, absolutely do what you got to do. Because these cards aren't worth it if you're starving. So, um, but if you can, please, please, please try not to sell. This is a buyer's market. You're not going to get the money that you want for it. So, the next thing that I do want to talk about is because of the fact that this is a buyer's market, this is also not necessarily the time to buy if you don't have the cash to buy. So you're going to see a lot of good deals. You're going to see a lot of good deals on TCG Player. You're going to see a lot of good deals on eBay of stuff hitting the market and buyers being willing to sell for less than market value. It's just going to happen, right? But what constitutes a good deal involves two, two factors. So the first factor is that You're getting something on sale, right? You're getting something at a discount. You're getting something at not retail or full market value. But the second most important aspect to this of of a good deal is having the cash at the time to buy into the deal. If you don't have the money, if you don't have the cash to buy the shiny Charizard at $100 because that's how low it's gotten right now at the moment in market value, it's not a good deal for you. You don't have the cash to buy it. It's not a good deal. If you have to use credit cards to get into debt to buy this, I, that is not something that you want to do right now because you're, you're borrowing money that if you don't pay right away well you'll start to accrue interest on and then so your cost will increase. But then on top of that, over leveraging yourself with debt that could have been avoided, is very risky for you right because again we don't know how deep this is going to go we don't know how long this is going to go so you need to be as conservative as as conservative as you can with your expenses and save up as much cash as you can because if you think oh you know my job is fine my job is secure then all of a sudden two three months from now you realize that your income wasn't as secure as you thought it was now you're just trying to fend for yourself because either you don't have any income or you don't have the income that you did to handle the bills that you had you have essentially over leveraged yourself made yourself vulnerable and now you have to go in complete panic mode to figure out what you're gonna do to to make your and uh, to to pay your bills and, and 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 survive right so do not do not over leverage yourself it's a mistake even if the prices are low right now it is a mistake to over leverage yourself it's not a good deal if you do not have the cash to buy the deal now it's not a good deal <laughs> So so please do not succumb to FOMO because FOMO will get you. If, if you are making decisions based on emotions, that's when you start to make mistakes as an investor, as a reseller, or as a collector. That's when you either overspend or that's when you you sell too low. That's when you make the mistakes. You want to stay pragmatic. You want to stay logical. You want to step back and be able to see things from a higher level. You don't want to stay super close to it because that's when emotions will start to really rip at you and, and, and make you want to do something that that is probably not the thing to do. So do not succumb to fomo Do not do not succumb to FOMO. Now if you have the cash and you're not over leveraging yourself, this is a great time to collect high ticket valuable items. So when it comes to these economic downturns, there's always a few people that during these times become millionaires because what's happened is they've saved and they 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 saved, right? So they have cash available to not only weather an economic downturn, but also be able to take the opportunity to invest in good deals so they have the cash to buy things at a discount. People during 2008 were able to buy some discounted real estate that allowed them to increase their wealth. So again, if you have the cash to do it, absolutely go in on a few good deals of some things that you've always wanted, of some things that are just good to have, things that are just staples of 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 a good uh, personal collection. So so this would be the time to do that. I think definitely some millionaires will be created um, during this time because they had the cash available to them. So that's just one thing to kind of keep in mind too. Not necessarily all of us on this podcast are broke. <laughs> uh, not to say that that you or I or any of us are broke, but anyways, obviously a lot of us will be conservative with our money. But then, of course, there are some that will still be conservative with their money, but will still have some leverage to take advantage of some of these opportunities or to be able to jump on uh, some of these opportunities that are going to be available during these times. So we've covered a lot of things. We've covered a hell of a lot of things regarding the economy and regarding how usually the hobby collecting sectors tend to behave. So what I do hope that you do is i hope i hope that everyone is able to keep a roof over their heads and 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 foods in their bellies so that we can you know weather the storm together i hope i hope i hope that everyone stays healthy and practices social distancing so they can save not only themselves but people they don't even know from contracting an illness and potentially dying um due to lack of access to healthcare. So. I really, really hope that everyone and their families are healthy, that everyone and their families are safe, and that they are able to keep a roof over their heads during this time. Because there's a lot of things are uncertain, a lot of things are uncertain, but I think that if we continue to stay pragmatic, if we continue to stay logical, I think, I think we'll be fine. I I think, I think that there's going to be a lot of loss during this time, but I really hope that we can get through this. And again, think of the long-term. Do not think of the short-term. Do not make decisions based on emotions. Um, If you've gotten this far, I definitely appreciate you listening. I hope this has been fun and interesting and jam-packed of information. If you have any thoughts or have any anything that you'd like to add or if you have anything to kind of rebuttal on anything that I said, please go ahead and hit me up on Instagram at fortnightcardmadness. Um, underscores between everything. Fortnite underscore card underscore madness please go ahead and and do so just hit me up because i love to have these conversations with people and i love to learn from people who know more than me so if you know more than me please tell me i love to learn um if you have a bunch of insight on these things hell let's bring you on to the podcast i'd love to chop it up and talk to you because i'm sure it'll be a great a great great session thank you so much for staying tuned next Um, The next episode that I'll be releasing will be um, an interview that I did with Rochester the Gnome. I'm so excited for it to come out. I was going to have it come out this week, but it's just so, so long to edit and it's been absolutely exhausting with my normal 9 to 5 job, um, which is not really 9 to 5 anymore so I wasn't able to get it to edit or I wasn't able to edit it in the time that I wanted to so I was not able to release it but I'm really glad that I had this opportunity to kind of have a conversation regarding all of the things that are happening right now I think it was a bit more timely to have this conversation so I love it I appreciate you listening thank you so much hit me up on Instagram if you have something awesome and amazing to share and stay healthy stay safe and Thank you all. Have a good weekend.